But he's saying is my morals are good and your morals yeah. aren't. Well, I mean, what are you saying? I have bad morals <laughs> and you have good morals, so we can't be together. Like, what does that mean? It's so true. Yeah. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing okay. Doing Thank okay. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Mm. <laughs> so it's caller day. Yeah. We're always in a good mood on yeah. caller day. We are joined by a lovely caller today named Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Do you mind giving us your age, the age of the person in question, if there was one, and your city or region, whatever you're comfortable sharing, and your story, please. Yes. Yeah, so I am 26. My ex-boyfriend is 27, and we are both from a city in uh, southern Ontario in Canada. Mm. I don't know why I can't. I can't help can't it. Help I have to. I have to. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's hear your story. Okay. So my dating story begins with a dating app, as many do these days. <laughs> so my ex and I matched on Hinge in December of 2021, and we really hit it off. We started seeing each other regularly, and we deleted the apps and became exclusive after about two months. So okay. this okay. is where... <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay. Yeah. Um, and we lived happily ever after. That's it. Um, <laughs> all right. That's, that's all. So, <laughs> Bye, oh, Andy. Oh, you're joking? So, so this is where it gets um, slightly complicated. During this time, I was finishing up my master's degree at a university in Montreal, which is about a short nine-hour drive away from where my ex and I live in Ontario. Mm. Um, but my mom was being treated for breast cancer at this time. So my master's supervisor actually let me finish my degree uh, from home so I could be with my mom. Mm. Um that wasn't really like an issue during our time dating. But um, I told my ex very early on that after I finished school and that after everything was okay with my mom, it was very likely that I would have to move away to a different city for work. There just aren't any jobs in my field in my city in Ontario. He said he understood, but that he wasn't interested in doing anything long distance at all. And just for context, he had a really bad experience doing long distance with his first and only other girlfriend, who was also his first love. Mm. Uh, she went to the UK for grad school, and she ended things with him after about four months of long distance. Mm. And from the way he tells the story, it sounds like it completely devastated him, and it took him a very long time to get over her. Mm. And to be honest, he may, he still may not be over it, but that's perhaps a different story. Mm. Okay. Anyways, we did have a genuine connection and we had a lot of fun together. So we both decided to continue dating each other um, and see where things went. In May of 2022, five months into us dating, I was offered a job based in Montreal from my master's supervisor. And I knew I had to take it. Um, it was a good opportunity. So I did take it, even even knowing what it would mean for mine and my ex's then relationship. Uh, my ex was very happy for me, um, perhaps a little too too happy. He didn't <laughs> seem that disappointed at all. Should have been uh, red flag number one, <laughs> or maybe not red flag, maybe just a red herring. I should say. At this point, though, I had developed 
really strong feelings for him and I didn't want it to end just because of long distance. I never asked him if he would be open to doing long distance with me though, but I was secretly hoping that he would come to the realization himself that he wanted me in his life and he would ask me himself to try. Ultimately though, I did end up developing much stronger feelings for my ex than he did for me. By August, after seven months of dating, I, I realized that I was in love with him and I wanted to tell him how I felt, even knowing intuitively that he probably didn't feel the same way, um, that he wasn't there, but I still wanted him to know and it felt right. So I told him that I loved him, not expecting him to say it back. And he did seem pretty surprised and taken aback by my confession. And I'll never forget his response. Uh, in response, he said, your feelings are valid, but because, but because I knew you'd probably have to move away for work, I didn't open up myself to feel a certain way about you. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. I then very told scientific. him. What did you say? It's very scientific. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very romantic. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. I had a feeling that he probably wasn't there. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't a big surprise, but I just told him that I wanted him to be happy, even if it wasn't with me. He then started getting emotional and he excused himself. Um, we were in his hallway of his condo. Um, he was about to take me home. So he excused himself and he left me in the little hallway and he went to the living room. And then when he came back, he he was crying and he said he loved me too. He said that he just didn't want to admit that he'd be losing someone else that he loved. The other person being his ex-girlfriend, I'm assuming. Again, though, I never did ask him to try long distance with me. Um, I don't know why I was so stubborn about this, but I guess I just really wanted him to to bring it up himself and tell me that he wanted to try. So flash forward to September, the month I was supposed to move to Montreal for my new job. At this point, we have been dating for um, about eight months. So yes, in September, my supervisor let me continue working from home for the time being. And I remember talking to my ex, we were hanging out one day and I said, oh, like, I think my job is going to be more remote than I originally thought. I might be able to stick around for a couple more months. He then looked at me and said, I'm going to ask you a question, but I don't want you to answer right away. We've never talked about this, but what do you want out of this long term? How about we both think about it and we'll discuss in a couple of weeks? I said, okay. About a week later, he was driving me home after we had hung out for the night. And I just remember looking at him and everything just clicking into place. I knew that when he asked me that question, he it, it dawned on me that he knew his answer when he asked me that question. So I turned to him and I asked him if he had an answer to the question he asked me. And he said yes, but he was kind of tired and didn't want to talk about it um, yet. Um, so I said, is that your very polite way of saying you don't see a future with me? Um, I let him drive me home and park outside of my house before we talked about things. He said he just didn't see us as a long-term thing. When I asked him why, he said our morals and values didn't align. 
as in he's Catholic and I'm an atheist and he would want to raise his kids Catholic. When I pressed further, he said that romantically, his feelings for me just hadn't progressed past a certain point. Basically, he loved me as a person, but was never in love with me or never got there. It's stunned to hear, but on some level, I kind of knew that's how he felt. You know, him never wanting to try long distance with me. And I myself of, am of the belief that if you really want something, you wouldn't just let it slip away. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you felt a certain way about me, I don't think, I think he would have put up more of a fight. But he said that he did really enjoy dating me and spending time with me and that he still wanted me in his life. Uh, Then he hit me with a, I still like to be friends. Hmm. Um, He was crying and holding my hand when he was saying all of this. Hmm. Um, And then I asked him, like, what does what does that entail? Like, what does being friends like mean to you? He didn't have an answer for me. So I asked him to think about it and we would talk about it um, later. So we saw each other again one final time a couple of weeks later on October the 10th, 2022. I remember because it was Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, regarding the being friends part, he said that we could catch up from time to time and that he would put the ball in my court um, to reach out because he didn't want to overstep. However, I know that many people suggest staying friends with an ex just to be nice or to maybe ease their guilt or both. Um, and don't really mean it, especially when the person they're breaking up with was someone who had more invested in the relationship. After that, my ex and I had no communication whatsoever for almost four months. During this time, I put myself back out there, and so did he. I saw him on the dating apps. Uh, we didn't match again, of course. <laughs> Just to be clear, you're in Dating this- apps are smart. <laughs> <laughs> So just to be clear, you're in the same city. We are. At this point. I am. We are both still in the same city. Okay. I'm still here. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Oh no worries. Um, recently, my ex did text me on Lunar New Year of this year, which was January the twenty second. He wrote, "Happy Lunar New Year, Sarah," uh, with two exclamation marks. Hope all is well. Smiley face. And me just wanting to. Play it kind of cool. I texted him back the next morning. Thank you. Hope you've been doing well. He didn't reply after that, but I was honestly surprised to hear from him in the first place. Um, He has a terrible memory. Um, He's not one to pay attention to when holidays are. He himself does not celebrate Lunar New Year, and he doesn't have any close friends who do as well. So the romantic feelings I had for my ex have more or less dissipated but like I do miss his companionship. When we were still dating, like I didn't see him as just my boyfriend. Like he, I considered him a friend as well. We shared a lot of laughs together. I felt happy whenever we talked and spent time together. So my question is, should I take his text as a sign that he's okay with me reaching out to catch up um, if I wanted to? That he meant it when he said that he still wanted us to be friends or was he just uh, being nice and I'm placing way too much uh, weight on this text? Okay, before we get into this, mm-hmm. I want you to do an exercise, not now, but in like a couple of weeks. I want you to, I, I, I could tell that you've written this all down. Mm-hmm. She's very prepared. Very prepared. And- I want you to save this, this tome that mm-hmm. you've just read. And I want you to 
in two weeks, make believe you're someone else, not you, reading this that a girlfriend sent you. And you give your assessment. That's what I want you to do in two weeks. But now we're going to get into it. Yeah. And I think you know what our answer is. But I want you to do oh, that. Wait. Oh, wait. Let's ask her. Sarah, what do you think we're going to say to you? Uh, don't reach out. Yeah. Okay. That's the gist of it. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I really want you to do that for you. Take some distance from it and time and come back and read this and make believe this is a friend who sent this to you you might really see more clearly, but we'll get into it now. Okay. You want to go first? No, I want you to go first. Oh, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> There's nothing happening here. No question. So you think that when he wrote after four months, happy Lunar New Year, no. he was just being like friendly. Yeah. The thing is, I don't actually think that he doesn't want to be her friend. Oh, I, I don't think, but I what, think he does want to be your friend. What bothers me is the onus he's putting on you. He makes it sound like he's doing you a favor. It's like, oh, this didn't go in the direction you wanted it to go in. So, but I do want to stay friends because I want to make this easy for you. And look, he really might want to stay friends. But what bothers me is like, but I'm going to put it in your court. The ball's in your court. Like, we'll be friends pending your comfort level, your effort. Because let's be honest, that's what it is. Him putting it in your court is putting the onus on you to make the effort. And first of all, I don't think you should stay friends at this point because I think it's all too fresh. Mm -hmm. And I get that you guys were friends, like that you had that foundation and then maybe the romance bloomed from that, but you did have like a core friendship. Agree, disagree. She's giving nothing away with her expression. <laughs> very poker faced. Yeah, very poker faced no. caller. Am I right? Yeah I'd, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, so definitely you had the friendship base and the romance bloomed from there. So like, I understand not wanting to lose that. I sense that you know, there's a sense of loss from you that I would like to sense less of if I thought that you should be then putting in the effort to remain friends with him. His text, Happy Lunar New Year, like, I literally cannot think of a less committal uh, Can text. I be honest? Like, I may send you that text next year. <laughs> it's just a possibility I may send yeah. If you give me your phone number, I may send you that yeah, text. And that's him, not, means nothing. Yeah, and I also picture, like... He like he doesn't celebrate it. He probably saw it like going around his Instagram and was like, oh, yeah, like Sarah celebrated Lunar New Year. Yeah. Like, I'll send her a text. Like, I'm being so thoughtful. Like, no, I just no. don't really think that he had it in his iCal. Like, text Sarah that day. I just don't think too much stock should be put in that yeah. reopening. I think he definitely likes you. There's no question. He likes you and would like to keep you in his sphere in some capacity. But to think that this has a romantic future, I think, is... A, no, is... no, she doesn't think it has a romantic future. Oh, she's so not trying just... to okay. rekindle. She's wondering, because he he said he wants to stay friends. She wants to stay friends. She's wondering if him sending that text means that she should... This is the time. The ball's in her court. She should rekindle a French... Just a friendship, not romance. No, I don't I don't think it's time. I don't think it's, it's time. I think it's too early. Yeah. I don't think he's shown enough effort. And I know that he said he put the ball in your court, but that in and of itself shows a lack of effort. There's no, like, what's he, what's he doing to earn your friendship right now? I guess I perhaps uh, detailed that admitted. Not sure how important it was, but we had in total of three different conversations post um, him saying, uh, well, there was that one conversation in his car, the one where I asked him, like, when he said that he didn't see us as a long-term thing. Uh, that conversation was mostly just me asking like what his reasons were for like why he didn't see this 
um, as long-term thing. And we left that conversation uh, not really being explicit, like, oh, are we over? Um, like, it was kind of, I kind of sprung that conversation on him. Yeah, yes. but you didn't spring it on him. Like, you, how long were you together at that point? About nine months. You didn't spring a conversation <laughs> no, no. on your boyfriend of nine months. You were just having a conversation. I feel like there's a sense of formality here. Uh, it's, it's like, I want you to ask yourself this question. We'll get back to this in two weeks. It's like, you're in the same city. Like, I, there's just such a distance I'm sensing here. Can you tell me if I'm wrong? I know that he doesn't uh, have a ton of relationship experience, but as an outsider, even that, like, you're so considerate of having sprung it on him and that somehow coloring his reaction or his response. It's like, you've, you've given this guy nine months of your life. Like, you're allowed to bring something up without warning, without fanfare. But also the whole premise of why he didn't want to engage in a serious relationship with you was all BS in the end. Like, it didn't matter that you weren't leaving. Yeah, that's what, I mean, yeah, that's like the elephant in the room. Thank yeah. you for bringing it back to that. The idea of it being long distance and then him categorizing you differently. Like, I don't want to be a dick about him and like paint him as a dick, but I don't feel like he has treated you as a friend in this mm. relationship. Like you said that you have that friend foundation and I'm sure you guys have some compatibility at the heart, that, which is why you stayed in this for nine months. Just so poker faced. I can't I even know. handle it. <laughs> Some, we usually get more of a reaction from this in either direction. But I, it's the idea that, you know, you're like, guess what? I got this job and, you know, oh, I love you. Or like, where is this going? Like, what does that mean for a relationship? Even the idea that you were like, oh, I didn't want to ask him to try long distance. I wanted him to ask me. It's like there's a, a lot of like non-direct communication, mm -hmm. I guess, it seems to me. And to me... That answer, I, I knew you were leaving, and so I didn't allow myself to fall in love with you. And then he's like, "Okay, wait, no, I did love you, but I don't want to be in a relationship." But, yeah, but I don't want to be you. in a relationship with you because our morals—that always gets me. Yeah. Our morals. What does that mean? Our morals That's like are, a backhanded insult. Or a I, that always insult. gets me, especially when it comes to religion. Morals. Yeah. Like, okay, our beliefs are different. Yeah. Your beliefs can be different. That's Your morals fine. are not like that. Gets yeah, me. He's questioning her morals. Yeah. Which. But he's saying is my morals are good and your morals yeah. aren't. Yeah. I mean, what are you saying? I have bad morals <laughs> and you have good morals, so we can't be together. <laughs> what does that mean? It's so true. Yeah. He's, it totally. It's yeah. like your morals are so much it's better than mine. I just can't be with you. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, Sarah, I hope that our reaction is like, I remember reading your email and mm -hmm. it was so clear to me when I read it and having you like having you here, it's like in like 5D. Yeah, but I also stand by the fact that you should give some time to this and read your read what you, you said to us. I think you're going to see it more clearly. Do you think we're being too hard on him? No, I you're saying a lot of things that my friends have also said to me ah. uh, regarding him as well. That's um, always satisfying. <laughs> or we're just really basic. <laughs> I question also, and I think this is something that needs to be discussed, that you don't have any intention of reigniting a romantic relationship. Like you have no feelings romantically at all. Like you could just be friends with him and Totally deep fine. down, deep, deep down, you're in the it. same city. It is part of you kind of wish. Be honest. 
Oh, at first, like first like two months post breakup, absolutely. I'll be honest about that. But um, I have we have taken time and space. Perhaps, like you guys said, it is probably still a bit too soon. But I have put myself back out there, and I was seeing someone uh, this past month. That's no longer a thing, but I'd say I'm like ninety five percent over. Uh, my romantic feelings for my ex. Okay. So you really want to be his friend because you just like him as a friend. Like you really are not confused. That's also, sorry to interrupt and then I want you to chime in. I think that there's also this sense of loss, especially nine months, you know, you're reaching a year, you're kind of like, I like this person, this person's such a big part of my life. It feels so, it almost feels invasive to suddenly lose that. Yeah. That person in any form from your life. But please tell me, wait, tell us what you think. Oh, yeah. I, that is, uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't open up to people easily. It's difficult for me to connect to people. So I don't like losing people when I have Have, them in my life. Yeah. When you've already connected with him, it was hard to reach that point. I totally get that. Nonetheless, I don't think, you know, 95% is not 100% mm. as any grading system. That's will true. Tell you. you are correct. Yeah. And you're 95% over him, according to you, which means that you're more likely 90% yeah. over him. It's <laughs> like I'm saying that respectfully. It's only because I've been there many times. Yeah, like when the doctor asks you how many drinks you have a week, and you're like, oh, five, but it's really 10. <laughs> <laughs> for me i'm really honest oh yeah i say are. one. Oh, that's cute and it's you true. have one drink a week. Oh, yeah yeah it's very cute. yeah but sarah you're so you're 26 right yes uh, i guess i was 25 when for most of our relationship okay that only yes. that only drives home my point even more <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is to say that you know this probably feels like a really momentous relationship at this point but in five years I honestly don't think it'll be much more than a blip. And look, it's possible you'll become lifelong friends with this guy. But and I certainly when I was 25, 26, I thought I would be lifelong friends with my exes. But you, you know, as you date more people and realize what really does make a friend in your life and that friendship, that behavior, that the way he treats you, that can also extend into a romantic relationship. I don't feel in how he ended things with you, in the reasons he gave you, the morality thing gets me. Mm-hmm. That gets me. We're not yeah. talking about enough, but it gets me. But also the premise. That really the entire, that sticks in my craw. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a superiority in that. And it, look, it might have been just one of the many reasons he was trying to give you to let you off easy. He just wasn't into you enough to want you in that way. But just, it's like, I don't know. It just, all of it, I find a little pandering. I find a little patronizing, all yeah. of it. It's like, oh, I thought you were leaving, so this. Oh, our morals are different. Oh, you're still here, but I just don't see you in that way. It's like, oh, just, ugh, yeah, just shed it. And also his text, there's just not a lot of like, author- there's not a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, where you're like, um, you do things with confidence. Um, Intentionality? That's, that's a hot that's a word right now. That's, that's good enough, I <laughs> okay. think. Yeah, I mean, even the text is so half-assed. It's just like happy loonies. Is yeah. that really, like, you could have gotten that from the company you buy cosmetics from. Like, it's oh. not really ah, that I, I got about, in that, if we're including those, I got like 30 or 40 yeah. happy Lunar New Year's. Yeah, it's on not, Lunar New he New could have done better than that. And and you did respond, which is Very good of kindly, you. Very kindly, yes. And he could have come back with like, hey, so blah, 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 blah. But there was nothing. 
He just like threw out like the weakest. He was just like, yeah, like nothing on the bait. Just, yeah. He's, he's like, relying on the fact that back when they ended things, he was like, I want to stay friends, but the ball's in your court. So yeah. four months later, the ball is still in your court to do everything. Yeah. Now he kind of <laughs> wants to be your friend, but you have to take charge and make that happen. <sighs> First, he wants to be your, your boyfriend, but no, not really. Okay. We're going to let you talk finally. We've been talking for a while. Sarah, what did you think we would say? And do you, how do you, how does it feel? How are you feeling? I think uh, you guys said pretty much what I was expecting guys to say. Uh, it's very similar to what a lot of my friends have said. You know, one of my close friends, she said, well, you said Charlene that he didn't really act like my friend. No. Uh, not really. So, and all of them have been saying like, you know, why do you want to stay friends with um, someone like that? No. Uh, just um, given, I suppose, the way he treated me throughout our relationship. Which wasn't bad, but I suppose it wasn't excellent either. Mm. It's kind of the mixed signals. I think that it's like there's a passivity, you know, you guys, yeah. I always go back to this idea of passivity. It's like the passivity of it's like, I'll coast with this and we'll keep going with it until you get a job in another in another province. And yeah, I'm happy for you. But like, no, it's just like it's just then what was the point of dating you? Like, what was, where was all this, go like, what was all this for? I listened to the episode of Dear Shandy that you guys released today um, about a caller who, you said about the caller, the second caller, I'm forgetting her name, sorry. Siobhan, it was Siobhan. Siobhan, yes. Yeah. Andy said, you're the type of girl who would make it like very, I'm paraphrasing, but you're the type of girl who would make it very easy for me to date like forever without committing. Mm -hmm. And I... I think I saw a lot of myself in that as well, um, mm. where I was a little too easygoing. Yeah. What I'm interested in is why you allowed it. Maybe I missed something, but why did you allow the relationship to continue if you knew there was no future in it because you knew you were leaving for work? Did I miss something? Or was that just, you just felt uh, why, why it's fun and nice? Like why end it now? Part of it was that as well, but part of it was also... He had that thing about, you know, his no long distance rule. I thought that was the only thing that was really standing in our way. And I thought that if I could show him that, like, my feelings for him were strong, that I wouldn't. So I guess with his ex, like, after she moved away, her feelings for him started to diminish. And I thought that if I could mm. show him that, I was different. Mm -hmm. um, he would thought that one day he would wake up and realize like, oh, like this will be different. Mm. Um, it was naive on my part, but I, I secretly clung on to that. But you, it's interesting from his perspective as well, was he seemed to have put his foot down. Like that's a deal breaker. Like I'm not doing long distance, but yet he was happy to engage in a relationship knowing that long distance was coming. Or was at least a possibility. It was a very, very good possibility. Yeah. A very high likelihood yeah. of long distance. Mm -hmm. That's a, to me, that's an interesting wrinkle here. It feels a little convenient for him to know that was in the cards and still kind of play along with this relationship. I also find it just the idea of it's like long distance can never work because my ex girlfriend yeah, broke up it's with a, me. It's it's a to me that's a facade. That's a, that's BS. How do you know that? How do you know that? That's either immature or BS. 
Yeah, I mean, at that age, I guess it's not that crazy. It's like his one experience with a serious relationship. It goes long distance. She's out of sight, out of mind. It's like, oh, four months into this, bye. I'm in the UK now. I can see how he would associate it with that, but it just shows that he is still a little green. But that's that like, he that's, thinks that it's the long distance that was right, the problem. But that's why we're human beings. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. make nuanced decisions. We're not a cat who gets touches <laughs> a hot stove and it's like, I'm never going near a stove ever again in my life. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's it. Done. Just to tie in that, Caller, the one with Siobhan, I will say, just because I just finished editing that last night, so I rewatched the whole thing. You talked about, oh, I thought I could show him that when we're long distance, I could show him that it's different. What we talked a bit about in that call, actually, was the idea of there not being enough telling. And I find it so interesting that you didn't even want to tell him that you wanted to try long distance. It's like you were keeping so many cards to yourself. You know, and there was a similarity there because she also had a similar theme where, Andy, you felt like at the end of the day, most men anyway, they do want to be kind of like they do want those words of affirmation. And I'm not putting any of this on you, by the way. All I'm saying is that if you saw a bit of yourself in that call on the other side of it, I sense a bit of that as well. We've, we've talked endlessly about how poker faced you are. So and you said it takes you all to open up. So I guess I see a bit of a, a similarity there as well. But that's just me, and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I could be way off. No, uh, a lot of it resonates. Um, I know I am. I'm not very emotionally effusive, if mm. you will. Okay. Enough. Okay. Do you want to be more emotionally effusive? I think I'm more on the camp of perhaps when the right person comes, I will be. Mm-hmm. Similar advice okay. to what? Yeah. yeah. Sure. It helps when you feel safe enough to yeah. do it. That makes yes. sense. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot. And the guy's not like, oh, if you you cross it, like if you go more than X number of hours away, like it's over. It's hard to be emotionally effusive when that's That's the baseline. That's true. Yeah. I guess something I wanted to comment on with um, the little wrinkle of how he continued to date me, even though knowing that long distance was going to be a possibility. It is a question I thought about, too, regarding my relationship with him. I never asked him, but... He is also the type of person who doesn't, like he told me on several occasions that he's not someone who dates just to date. Like he said that he was looking. That's exactly what he did. He dated just to date. He, yeah. yeah. Knowing, knowing that there was a self-destruct mechanism in place. Yeah. And I'm and talking about self-destruct. Even if she wasn't moving away, which she didn't end up doing, all along he felt like they were morally... Not compatible. So he has that in his back pocket the whole time (laughs) in case you didn't move away. My God. If you had made a better case about this guy being really good to you, not just in like the fact that you guys had good conversation and you were able to open up to him. If you made a stronger case that he was really good to you and really cared about you and your life and where you were going, I would say maybe make a little more effort. But I, I don't really see that. There's a difference between good chemistry and someone really caring about you. Mm. And I don't get the sense that he cared deeply about you. How is your mother doing? Oh, she's she's doing um, very well now. Uh, she oh, nice. recently had her final surgery and she's on remission. Oh, oh amazing. Thank, yeah. Thank you well, for asking. That's, no, that's, that's good. That is great <laughs> news. OK, so I have a follow up question because I had ulterior motives when I asked that question, although I genuinely was curious. Has he asked you how your mother's doing? Since you finally ended things, uh, no, the happy uh, lunar new year, the happy lunar new year. Hope all is well. Uh, good question. Case closed. Holy shit! What kind of a friend? 
Yeah, come he on. He was with you for nine months while you were studying remotely. So you could be around while your mother... Like, Dear Shandy is asking you about your mother, but he doesn't? Oh, my God. Okay, Sarah. Come on. Hopefully. Your poker face, but hopefully you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know now. That's a good one. Good one. Holy shit. Okay. Mm. That pisses me off. Okay, the bones in your court. <laughs> you put all the effort in. Sarah, do you have any other questions for us? Not a question, but uh, I meant to address this, but uh, we, we talked away from it. Not that I think it changes much, but the, the balls in your court line. So again, after the car conversation, him saying his reasons, why he didn't think this was a long-term thing. Uh, we This was like at one in the morning in his car and he had worked the next day. And I was leaving the day after to go to Toronto for a week to, to see a friend. We ended that first conversation in the car, not really being explicit about whether or not we were done or not. When I was in Toronto visiting my friend, a few days later, he asked to talk on the phone with me. At first, he said that he just wanted to see how I was doing. But then we ended up talking about us. And long story short, the conversation kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, when I got back to our city in Ontario, we met up again. And I told him that like that phone call really rubbed me the wrong way. And that's more or less what he was referring to with putting the ball in my court and not overstepping. Mm. Not that it changes anything, I don't think. But mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. was that was where that came from. I yeah. Think. To me, it's the same result. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, like no matter how it came about or how it was worded, mm. the result is the same, which is that he's putting the work. You know, friendship takes work. All relationships take, you know, in intentionality. Mm -hmm. It takes going out of your way to reach out to someone to make plans and to get on the subway and go meet that person for to fulfill those plans he's he's making he's framing it as some favor to you no it's not no it's very irksome i'm I, irked by this guy I, I think the whole relationship started off on the wrong foot you know you had you, when you're building a relationship it's like you're planting a garden together and you had like the soil there and the seeds and he just poured salt on it right away that was it. There was never going to be crops growing out of that soil. But yeah. yet somehow you dated, even though he doesn't date. And he I doesn't date just to date. Doesn't date just to date, except when he dates just to date. No, only, he dates just to date when the person is morally inferior. That's to right. <laughs> he didn't see you as a full human being. So you were dateable. <sighs> I, it's just, I, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. I think you're good. Yeah. I think you're you good. You onwards and upwards, yeah. girl. Yes. If this guy wants to make an effort in the future, you could be receptive to it. You know, if he really puts in an actual effort yeah. and really shows that he cares about you and being your friend and more than just wishing you a happy new year. <sighs> Come on. A happy lunar happy new lunar year. year. Something Come about on. it being the lunar new year is almost more annoying. Yeah, it's almost worse. <laughs> He's like, something about it. It's like he's patting himself on the back. Yeah, it's like, ooh, lunar instead of regular. I knew, <laughs> I knew, I knew. No good. Uh, just just let it go. It's yeah. going to be, I honestly, even that little 5% that you said, which is, I think, as I made the doctor analogy, I think it's probably 10% or 20%. I think that's enough to possibly mess up your other dating situations just a little bit, just to throw a little... You and know, your objectivity in, in this there. situation. Yeah. It's going to mess up with your objectivity to, to see, the, you know, like your friend's saying, like he didn't treat you like a friend. Like it's, it's easy to sort of convince yourself otherwise when you, when only 5% of you still want yeah. something else. Go forward, put this behind you. 
get your life sorted out, um, find somebody else if that's what you want. And then maybe you can revisit this yeah. when you're on really solid footing. Yeah. But not now. He hasn't shown enough. And it's in your court? No, it's in his court. You're it's at fully the, in his court. You're at the most exciting time in your life right now. Absolutely. You've just finished your studies. You have a great job offer in an awesome city. You're 26 years old. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. enjoy. You don't want complicated. You don't want difficult. And you don't want friends that aren't actually friends. Yeah, I don't know if he's really a friend. No, you don't know. Okay. I don't know we know. If he's really we know. Okay. This was really helpful. I, I do like tough love and I like honest answers. So <laughs> thank you both. This was very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Came to the thank right place. Thank you for calling in. And I mean, I need to learn some lessons. On, like she should be giving courses on poker facedness. Yeah. I do not want to play any game with you. Any <laughs> game. nothing. It's like zero. It's, no, it's tough. Yeah. I'm have like, you ever played poker? I have not actually. I think you should get into poker. <laughs> Yeah, on the side. Yeah. If uh, the actual job falls through, it'll, it'll be nice side hustle. <laughs> Career backup plan yeah, number exactly. two. Okay, Sarah, thank you so much for spending this Thursday evening with us and, and best wishes and keep us posted in case anything happens. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much. Okay. Thanks a lot. Enjoy good the luck. homeland. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I don't know how I feel about that one. You know, when they're so poker faced, it's like, I'm like, was that good? Well, I feel, I feel needy. I know. I'm I like, need, did I you need like affirmation. Us? Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't do a good job. Yeah. Did you like our advice? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff being connected here. Like to not even talk about the guy for a moment. If we're to talk about the caller that she felt she resonated with, Siobhan. It takes her a long, long time to open up to people and she's not verbally effusive and It really sticks with me that she didn't want to be the one to ask him to try long distance. She felt she knew the answer, but it's, there's like so much, I don't want to say pride, but there's so much like self-preservation happening that it almost prevents you from ever really giving, and I'm not putting this on her because I don't think this guy was ever, I the fact that he used the religion thing at the 11th oh, hour yeah, the way yeah, he did so weak. tells us that he it had nothing to do with long distance. Sure, that was probably a reason that he had in the back of his mind. That was his out. But after dating nine months, you say you never date to date. And then you bring up morals. It's like someone gives you a bushel of oranges. They're like, here. And you taste one. You're like, hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, this isn't a great orange. Like, I, I, I think you could do better. Okay. And then they come back the next day and they give you more. It's like, yeah, this is a little better. This is a little better. Yeah. And then they just keep coming and bringing oranges for like a few weeks. And you're like, oh, yeah. and then one day you're like, you know, I got to tell you something. I don't eat oranges. I've I been- just don't. I don't eat oranges. There's not part of my diet. Yeah. But thanks for trying. Like, what? Yeah. I thought the oranges didn't taste good. You just don't eat oranges. <laughs> Such a dick. I was really confused about how, yeah, I get, I got there. Yeah. yeah. You just don't eat oranges. So wait, have, has the person been eating them, those oranges yeah. despite not liking He's them? He's been eating the oranges yeah. and, and saying they're not that great and they're getting a little better, but still I'm not, not crazy about these oranges. It and then out. it's like, well, they, I don't eat oranges. Yeah. I don't like oranges. I, I've never had an, I don't yeah. want any oranges yeah. in my life. So if you take the romance out of that, to me, that distilled down to just even that exchange yeah. does not suggest friendship. And no. then you add to that the massive detail 
He, he dated her through her supporting her mother through treatment for breast cancer. She's studying remotely. Their relationship is, in fact, intact because her mother is battling breast cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that is why. It's a foundation of yes, the relationship. That's why she's studying remotely. That's why the relationship didn't come to an end sooner. And then they end things. And he never checks in with yeah, her I, about I, that. Uh, he checks in for Lunar New Year, though. So. <laughs> that's something. Oh, God, that's so irksome. Yeah. I have, I, you know, sometimes I'm kind of like, mm, mm. Mm. this one I feel so strongly about. Mm, yeah. And I understand she's, you know, I, another connection, that girl Siobhan also had a hard time letting it go. I think that when you have a really hard time opening up, it really makes it that much harder to lose the person that you have opened up to. Yeah, I guess the world can be a lonelier place when you only open up to very few people ever. You know, you really want to hold on to those people who you let in. And unfortunately, I think that she just has to accept the fact that this one is not one of those few. Yeah. You know, you reach a certain point in your life, you look back, how many of the people you dated did you really stay friends with? You might have felt like you would stay friends forever at the time, but no. Let's be honest. You know, I hate to say it. I, I really, I, I hate to say this. Is, it makes me sound maybe old, but or just, I think the dating apps are just not a great place to meet people. Is that a terrible <laughs> thing to say? I, is that the takeaway? That's like, I, 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 I'm telling you, like, I know it works a lot. I know it works. Trust me. I'm not saying it never works. Yeah. It works a lot. Millions of times it works. But I think there's so much to be said about meeting someone in real life. Yeah. You meet like organically, I don't mm-hmm. want to overuse that word organic. I know, but it is, it's like it's, a real life meeting. You're not like shopping around. Like I like that. I'm going to try that on. No, it's just like you are two magnets and you bump together uh-huh. and things happen. There was a spark. Yeah. It's so different. And I'm not saying that everyone is lucky enough to just meet someone in real life nowadays, especially yeah. since everyone's on the apps. It's, they got flow charts it, of all the people they're dating. I mean, it's yeah. crazy algorithms, but I really just, I, I have to stress the point, get out there into the real world, go do things, meet people in the real world. Yes, be on the apps Mm -hmm. as a safeguard, at least. But how funny, too, that, you know, despite their difference in morals, Mm. (laughs) that it still matched them in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if that's so important to you, shouldn't that be higher on the I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that that really is. That's a hell of a thing to say. The morals. Yeah, what was the exact thing he said? He said we have... He felt that they had different morals and values. And then she interpreted that to mean he would want to raise his children Catholic. And meanwhile, she's an right. atheist. But yeah, well, I really, the morals That's thing... Just does, you don't say that. It's like saying I, I, we have different intelligence levels. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, I don't see how you would ever say that. And you are the one that you think is bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that always honestly rubs me wrong when people, I, in my opinion, mistakenly confuse religious beliefs with morality. Yeah. They're not the same thing. No. <laughs> I do hope she reflects on that Siobhan call, which by yeah. the way, I'll link somewhere in the description or whatever, because what you said in that episode, I think really is timelessly true, mm. which is that, Men are also emotional creatures who want yeah. to be told how lovable they are and, oh, yeah. and maybe be told that they do want to be in a relationship with. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the idea that she was keeping so much to herself. Well, that's the thing. I didn't want to tell her to be a different way. Yeah. Like that's her way. Well, and but also it's in not, this- I don't think it's, it's not a high, it's like, it's not a high probability way of getting a relationship. That's all I'm saying. A good one. Yeah. You, you gotta be willing to take some emotional risks out of the gate. You can't just be like, I'm not opening up at all until I feel a hundred percent safe with this person. Mm-hmm. It's just not how the game works, unfortunately. Yeah, you need to take some risk. I think the goal is that you find someone who gives a little more assurance than this guy gave her, yeah. which is not very much. I mean the whole the relationship was built on an ultimatum. Yes. Literally built on an ultimatum. I'm never doing long distance. Where you plan on getting work is a very high likelihood you won't be staying here. Like what a way to start a relationship. I, I couldn't agree more. I wish more people, and, and me included, I mean, I've, we've all made this mistake, but I wish people in general would listen more acutely to what they're being told in the first month of a relationship. Mm. It's being, it, you're being told. It's, it's, you're hearing the blueprint, well, but you're not always listening. Not to play devil's advocate, but one could argue that that famous saying... Who's the comedian that said this? That you, you're dating their representative? Yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. You, for the first six months, was it? You're dating three months. Three yeah, months. Whatever. You're dating the representative. Yeah. So how do you reconcile those two things? Oh, I think you can read between the representative lines. I think it's easy to say as an outsider. I think when you're in it, every relationship, and you like I, someone, no. all these every, chemicals. Can I tell you something? Yes. Yes, and, yeah. I, and I've done it many times wrong. Basically, you could say every relationship I've had before you was, I wasn't reading the signs. Okay. But I will tell you that I can guarantee you in the first month of every relationship I've been in, there was something I received that I chose to conveniently set aside and disregard that mm-hmm. I knew was one day going to probably end this relationship. Mm. I would agree with that. Like in retrospect, you couldn't, I mean, hindsight. It's there. Being 2020 and all. Hindsight being 2020, but it's always there. Your heart and possibly your loins don't allow your mind to to let it in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, eh, we'll deal with that some other time. Yeah, not yeah. interested. Yeah. But it's there. Uh-huh. It's not that complicated. It really isn't. Love confuses everything. It throws, it's like, you know, in Tetris, when you're playing normal Tetris, it's that Tetris where they turn everything weird. Yeah. What is that? That's old school Tetris. Yeah, but I'm you know what I'm talking about, where like you're playing and suddenly every shape changes and like things get put in different places. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the new Tetris. Yeah. Yeah, that's what love does to you. You're playing normal Tetris, you're going to your job, you're hanging out with your family, everything's just regular, you know. Long pieces. Da, da, da. Well, it's da, 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 yeah. da, and then when you're in love, it's the one where it's like da 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 da, 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 da and it's suddenly it's like. <laughs> what Tetris are you playing? <laughs> the new Tetris. It's exactly what you're talking about. Where oh, all, okay. the, all it's like shape shifting. Okay, so that's we're talking about the same thing. But anyway, my point is <laughs> that took so much energy for it to fall so flat. Yeah, that's sorry. Maybe that was my fault, but. The point here is that love puts everything upside down. It totally distorts your perceptions of everything. And unfortunately, we're usually blind to these obvious signals early in relationships that things are going to destruct one day. Unfortunately, not everyone can read those signals. (laughs) And that's another episode of Dear Shandy. Good good takeaway, Andy. Very helpful to work with that. Yeah.
All right. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends mm-hmm. and generally do all the things. You know who you should especially tell is friends who could use who could use this yeah and we all know those friends i mean she said she liked tough love if you have a friend that could use some tough love we all know those friends yeah you oh, know hell yeah i mean mm. it was one of the reasons that's one of the reasons why dear shandy has been born is yeah. because you would give tough love to my girlfriends yeah. who i felt a little too close to to give tough love to well you know it's great we take the pressure off just tell your friends like like they come to you you're like oh i've got this problem with the guy you're like you know what save yourself the trouble just mm-hmm. say listen you, I got this great idea. Just listen to this Dear Shanty podcast All and in. don't don't bother me with this shit again. I'm sick of this. <laughs> That's the subtext. Yeah, yeah. Save yourself the energy, the time. Just tell them to listen to Dear Shanty. We'll take the weight off your shoulders. <laughs> I generally do all the things that you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shanty. Bye-bye. Dear Shanty.